Hi there, I'm Cheyenne Dominguez, and this is a bonus episode, and it's part of my bonus series called Wellbeing at Work and Home. This bonus series is especially designed to help women take better care of themselves and prioritize their self-care once and for all. So let's go. Welcome, everyone. I am Cheyenne Dominguez, and this is the Wellness and Lifestyle Show, and I'm here with my special guest, Pat Nogar. I'm so excited (laughs) to be here with you today. Thank you so much for coming on the show. So um, if you don't already know, I'm kind of one of Pat's stalkers, everyone. (laughs) I love everything she does. Um, She's a master gardener. She's like a lifestyle expert. I mean, from parties to cooking, to baking, to cocktails, to plants and flowers, what we're going to be talking about today. I mean, I just um, love everything you do, Pat. And what an honor to have you join me today to have this little chat. Thank Thank you. you. I've been looking forward to it. Awesome. So do you want to share with everyone? Um, so maybe just introduce yourself and um, where people can find you. Okay. Well, sure. As Cheyenne said, I'm Pat Nogar. And you can find me uh, in several on several platforms on Facebook under Living Well with Pat Nogar uh, and on Instagram under Living Well with Pat Nogar. And sometimes I hang out on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> there I'm just there at Pat Nogar. Uh, So you can follow me there. And it's basically all things lifestyle, Uh, really trying to encourage people uh, to live their best life. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because that's really what it's all about, isn't it? It's being the best that we can be and helping others being the best that they can be. Absolutely. And I just encourage you to follow Pat because I just love her spirit. Her beautiful spirit shines through in everything she does. And I find so much joy in following what you do, Pat. So I encourage others to do the same. So thank you you again for coming. So we are talking today. So this show is all about uh, wellness. And uh, I really want to encourage women, especially moms, who tend to put themselves last on the list when it comes to their own wellness and health and self-care. And um, I have always been a little bit obsessed with plants um, because my grandmother was such a wonderful gardener. But I have always felt like I have failed her, like I didn't get the green thumb. I try, I've tried so many times. I overwater, I underwater, not enough sun, too much sun, and I (laughs) burn the heck out of them. So I feel like, you know, I'm kind of like, I love this space and I know plants are good for us and they make me feel good to have around, but I feel like I need to kind of just educate myself a little better. I need to, you know, become more informed and okay. I know they make me feel good. I'm not exactly sure why, but they do. So you are a master gardener. So my first question really is why do you feel, why do you think maybe it just feels good to have plants around? Because I always feel good when I have plants around. You do. Plants do make you feel good. And you know, there's been lots of interesting studies done about why plants make us feel good. Um, And the jury is really still out from a scientific perspective. Uh, You'll find that uh, the opinions are in two camps firmly right now. There are those people who still say that plants help, uh, you know, clean the air. 
Uh, they literally, you know, take the, um, you know, the bad stuff out of the air, the VOCs, those things that we live with that are in our, in, in the fibers and our fabrics in our house and the paint and the wood, uh, that plants really help take that out and put fresh oxygen back into the air. But then there are more mm -hmm. recent studies over the last 10, 15 years or so that said that that's actually not really true. Uh, that in under controlled circumstances, uh, like in a NASA space chamber, uh, where the right. air is very controlled, um, that you do get some air transfer and that the air gets cleaned by plants. In order to replicate that in your house, uh, you would probably have to have maybe, if you live in a 1500 square house, a square foot house, you may have to have like 15 to 18 plants to even a lot of plants. get that process <laughs> uh, and maybe a lot more. However, uh, you know, given that, we do know that, that plants do make us feel better. And I think they make us feel better because number one, we have to focus on them. You know, they get our attention. And when they get our attention, they take our attention away from the anxieties that we're having. Mm -hmm. You know, it's sort of like when you sit down to play with your kids mm -hmm. and you forget all the things that are going on around you, uh, you know, you, uh, you feel better. And I think plants do that. They kind of make you focus on them. Uh, mm -hmm. The other things that plants do is uh, they they do make the house smell better. You know, they they all have their own aromas. They have their scents, and and they really do make things smell fresher and better. And there are some in particular, and we'll talk about lavender, for example. Um, you know, a lot of people think lavender is an outdoor plant, but as an indoor plant, uh, can you imagine sleeping next to a pot filled with lavender? And what they would do because lavender relaxes you. We do know that that particular plant does relax you, uh, kind of helps ease the anxieties, helps you sleep better. Uh, so yeah, there, there's a lot. There are a lot of things that plants do that really do make us feel a whole lot better than we did when we walked in the door from a day at the office. Yeah, absolutely. So maybe, so maybe expand on the lavender. So what are some plants that you maybe especially enjoy having around, whether it's indoor or outdoor, but maybe, you know, what are like some of your standouts that you would say, like the lavender in your bedroom? Well, I think you're, oh, in the bedroom, a Boston fern in the bedroom. But one thing, or in your bathroom, you know, when you take a, a really hot bath, a Boston fern is just a great thing to have. It likes a lot of humidity, which is going to make you make sure that you have a lot of humidity in those rooms. And in the bathroom, of course, there's natural humidity. So that plant's going to just grow and be gorgeous and really feed your spirit. So a Boston fern is one of those things. I, I don't have one here, right? I have several plants here with me today. I don't have a Boston fern because mine is huge. <laughs> so I couldn't get it. <laughs> we'll fit in front of the camera. <laughs> there's another one, though, that you know, and I know you had asked me about uh, people who are just starting out like you. Yes, yes. So any like for beginners or people just for starting out or maybe of us There's, who are very interested, but, you know, have maybe have kind of struggled along the way. The first, you know, the plant I always tell people to try first when they've never really had a plant in their house uh, and they think I've got a black thumb, I can't grow a plant, uh, a spider plant. Okay. Spider plants are it's one of the easiest plants to care for. It doesn't need direct sunlight, so you don't have to worry about finding the right window to put it in. It'll grow in any kind of soil. You know, it just will like okay. you can mistreat that plant and it just it'll keep it growing. Make, say, I'm sorry, mommy, I'm okay. It's fine. I know you didn't get to take care of me today, but I'm good, right? 
it will just thrive under almost any conditions. It only needs occasional watering. Uh, so, it's, and it puts out lovely little blooms and it grows little babies. It like has little plants that, little you know, plants that attach itself to the end of a plant. So it'll look like it's spouting babies. You can actually take those and transplant them to another pot and start growing another plant. Uh, so spider plants, if you've never done this before, it will make you feel like an accomplished house gardener. <laughs> so I would probably start with a spider plant. Start with the spider plant. So what, maybe anything else you would recommend okay. for like, you know, yeah, you can't overwater, you. underwater or, oh, I like, see, yeah, that's I beautiful. I brought one here for you. It's a spider plant. I love it. They, as you can see, I've got it in a hanging pot. It, it functions well as a hanging pot. The thing I love about the spider plants is that they come in different varieties and colorings. This, some of them are solid, really soft green. This is a what's called variegated. You can see the stripes along yeah, the, the stripes. Yeah. So it's a variegated um, spider plant. So you can literally find one that you love. I mean, some people like the solid ones. Some people will like the darker green ones. Some will like the variegated ones. So, you know, it's not like, oh, that's the only thing I can have. You could literally have a room full of spider plants and they would all be different. And they all look different. I love that. So plant, plant is on my list. Uh, <laughs> uh, it has a little baby starting on there somewhere. I thought it had a little baby on here. Uh, oh, yeah, I see it. I saw it. But it will, they will get little babies. And so okay. you always have a fresh plant starting out. I love that. I love that. Oh, my gosh. So. And what do you do with the little babies? Do you just transplant do you them? You repot them, right? Just put them in yeah. another pot, and they'll they'll just start growing. You know, they'll just start growing. No, <laughs> yeah, wow, it sounds so easy. Like done something. The <laughs> other thing, if you're new starting out, this whole world of cactus and succulents, yeah, is really big right now. Uh, yeah. so, you know, and, and it's, you mentioned I'm a, a Penn State Master Gardener, and mm -hmm. every year we do a uh, a plant sale which is one of the mm -hmm. ways we, we help support the program. And last year, the plant sale, succulents just went berserk. Every, we had a wow. ton of them, every one of them sold and people were still asking for them. And do you think that's because of low maintenance? They're there, oh my gosh, they're, you maybe have to, you, you, you can water them every seven to 10 days. Okay. And they, you know, they're little cactus. Now here's one, this has a variety of succulents in it. Let's see, let me see if I can get there. There we go. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. See, that's see really pretty. that is? Yeah. Yeah. And and I, your biggest concern with this one would be overwatering it because they, okay. they, they grow in the desert. They're desert plants. Right. So they don't need water. Uh, mm -hmm. So, you know, every 10 days, check it to make sure, see if it's dry, and then add a little mm -hmm. water to it. They also are starting to come in lovely colors. I'm seeing pastel succulents and pastel. Really? pale pinks and lavenders and it's just amazing with succulent That's fascinating they really are fascinating here's one here that is oh my gosh look how beautiful lovely. this is a grafted cactus so it's two different cactus grafted together which is oh, really wow. fun to watch now grafting has generally taken place a lot in the tree world uh you mm -hmm. know we've got the trees in our front yard that are grafted on. And generally when you graft one tree onto another, it's for strength, it's for vibrancy. You wanna make sure that that tree can survive. And so it right. needs that support. But um, we're starting to see a lot of this in the cactus, in the succulent world now. 
uh, the graph. Yeah. Look at the color that it gives. Isn't that That's beautiful? And you know, my grandmother, the gardener, I mean, she all she always had cactus. She had them all around the house. I mean, she had them everywhere. So, and it was funny. I was like, oh, she loved these cactus so much. And she was way ahead of her time. Yeah, <laughs> That's she was 20 years now. Because <laughs> when you go into the big box stores and to the nurseries now, you're going to see cactus have their whole department. They have their own place yeah. now. Uh, they've just really gotten that popular. Another succulent that we've been using for a long time uh, is the um, aloe vera plant. And it's mm -hmm. very to grow. This is the aloe vera. It's a succulent, uh, grows okay. in the desert. And you know where this, uh, what this has been used for for years? Medicinal purposes. Sure. Right. Think about your lotions. What's in them? Aloe. Aloe vera. Mm -hmm. And aloe is that gel that's inside of these, these leaves here. Mm -hmm. So years ago, when I went to the beauty parlor as a kid, and and that's when you know we had we got our when when little black kids got their hair pressed, they call it with the hot comb, mm -hmm. straighten your hair. Um, sometimes you would get your ear burned. <laughs> I was going to say that sounds like it could be painful if something goes wrong. <laughs> I still have one of those uh, straightening combs, a pressing comb, we call them. I wore it now still to this day. Uh, but sometimes if you and because you know kids will wiggle around, you know you would get your ear burned. And the beautician would take and snap off a piece of aloe that she had at her station, squeeze some of the gel out and put it on your ear. On your ear. And so if you snap a piece off of that, does that, does that then that tentacle or that piece, does it die or does it continue to grow? Or it what, will what to grow. You? It will heal itself and continue to grow. It will. Okay. Yes. It wow. Okay. So that might be another good option for Cheyenne. <laughs> you love the aloe. And it's not only just good for um, for like heat burns, sunburn. If you're yeah. out walking, which you do, and you come home and you feel a little warm, it's a it's a really mm -hmm. nice way to soothe. Just pat a little uh -huh. aloe on your face and, you know. Yeah, right from your plant. And you'll be in right good there. Yeah. So that's another yeah. really good one for you to try. Yeah. What about like low light options? Because... You know, I think when I look back, I think some of the plants I killed is, were probably because I they didn't have enough sunlight or maybe, you know, I didn't have them right next to a window. I had them, you know, in a different area of the house and they didn't really get good light. So do most need yeah, a lot of sunlight? what I have for you over here. What do you recommend? Um, I would recommend a snake plant. And that's what I'm looking okay. over here to grab to see if I can grab this without upsetting everything. Let's see. Okay. <laughs> I've got them stuck in the corner so I can pull them out periodically. Here is. Oh, wow. Look at that. Now, the snake plant takes indirect light. And this is another one. It's sort of like the, um, um, the spider plant. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This, this is good. Look how healthy and gorgeous it is. It's now, beautiful. Common name, which is probably not politically correct anymore, but uh, the snake plant used to be called mother in law's tongue. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> is that hilarious? So that is hilarious. It's easy to care for, uh, it's minimal, minimal lighting. Okay. Uh, you know, you don't have to worry about did this get enough light today. It will really take care of itself. Um, now, it is thought to convert carbon dioxide into oxygen, but it really doesn't. But this is one of the plants that people used to say, oh, that one you want in your bedroom. But it's right. a great one for the bedroom because that's where you tend to keep the lights low. 
Right. Yeah. Right. So I would say try the snake, the snake plant. And I think you will love how how pretty it is. It's beautiful. I, I love it. I feel like I've got a few good options already, Pat, that, you know, help me kind of I'm building, rebuilding my confidence. I'm ready to try again. I've got Let me spider give you plant, a cactus, Let me give you one more plant. Light okay. That people I'm don't think that. about often to use in their house. And that's English ivy. Okay. Now we often think of English ivy as outside crawling up the house, right? Right. Yeah. The house. But you know, that's really not a, a good thing to do because it can actually ruin the exterior of a house. Right. Um, but People still do it because it looks beautiful. <laughs> it really? looks very English and elegant. Uh, but English ivy is really fabulous. Now, the only thing I would caution you about English ivy is that it is poisonous. Oh, so if you okay. have a, a pets, keep it away from kids. Keep and it pets. up high. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you don't want anybody to get a, you know, bite of it or something. But, but right. they, it's really a hardy plant. It doesn't require a lot of light. Doesn't require a lot of watering because it it's like we call those kind of plants bad actors. You know, right. you put ivy in, in the ground and it'll just take over everything. Take over, right? Uh, it's the same way as mint. If you plant mint in your garden, you'll mm -hmm. out one day and you'll have a a garden full of mint. Like a mint field. <laughs> <laughs> really well. Mint is a bad actor. It doesn't play well with others. <laughs> okay, right. And I love mint. Uh, uh -huh. When you plant it in your garden, or you know, put it in a pot of its own, uh, so that it okay. has boundaries. It's kind of like those oh, okay. in your lives who are in your lives who are a little toxic. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you have to give them the boundaries. boundaries. Yeah. I totally. Everyone can relate. I think everyone's <laughs> like, okay, got it, Pat. Noted. <laughs> we need to make boundaries too. And, the, and so in the real garden, that's mint. <laughs> so yeah. we want to make sure it doesn't come. But, but and English ivy is the same way. It is very aggressive. And will, but, you know, think of the English ivy in your house, a, a little trellis and train it to grow up the trellis. Mm -hmm. you know? it could oh, really yeah, that could be really pretty. Yeah. Places like that, it could be really beautiful. Absolutely. Okay. So now what about like just this time in general with quarantine? So I was thinking about, you know, all the kids at home and families and what a great time this is maybe for kids to explore gardening and plants. And so my youngest is very interested in this space. And I feel like I, you know, because of my lack of confidence, right. <laughs> I haven't really done a good job of helping it flourish. So now that we're in quarantine, I'm like, okay, this is my opportunity. Right. What, what, you have some suggestions, maybe some things we could start with with kids. Sure. Go back to our old standard, the Boston Fern. That's one that kids will love. First of all, it's beautiful and it gets huge. And that is just really so much fun for kids to see that thing yeah. just blossom. Get big. Also, yeah. Maintaining it is teaches them a lot uh, because mm -hmm. you have to really watch the water transfer of Boston Ferns. So you want to put it in a dish, the pot mm -hmm. on a dish that has rocks on it, so that the water right uh, water flows away from the roots, but that you still mm -hmm. get that moisture because they don't they love that humidity. They need the humidity. okay. So you know that that's kind of a science lesson for kids learning how to set that up. Yeah. Uh, so they, they'll they'll really enjoy that choosing the rocks to go and what size dish do you need you know sticking your mm -hmm. finger in there to make sure it's still damp uh, mm -hmm. you know that it's mindful as to how to take care of a plant that's one of them um, yeah. the other one is I think perfect for kids because it's so pretty and it's called baby's tears baby's uh, tears baby's tears and the the leaves on that plant 
look just like little babies' tears. You know, okay. they're very soft, they're very kid friendly, uh, can't hurt it. You know, if a kid pulls a piece off, it'll grow quickly. Uh, okay. It's part of the nettle family. Uh, so kids will really enjoy that. The other one is the spider plant, of course, because why? Mm -hmm. it, baby's growing on it, right? And right. it blooms. So it's, you know, it's everything that a kid would want. Oh, here comes a baby. Let me snip it off and start a new one. It'll teach them about plants. Christmas cactus are great for kids. Um, a Christmas cactus is a succulent and once a year it blooms these gorgeous blooms and you have to be very patient. You have to really watch it. So it'll teach kids a lot and it'll teach them patience, you know, waiting for that, that gift of the bloom coming. Right. The last thing I would tell you for kids that I think are really, it's really, really great. And that's herbs. Yeah. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. growing herbs. It's just, you know, it's so many of them and they all smell wonderful. Uh, they all, you know, require a lot of, they all require different levels of care. So kids can learn. So there's basil, uh, there's thyme, there's oregano, you know, there's mint. Uh, there are all kinds of things. And that helps you because if you're cooking, they're right cooking there. Cooking with them, yeah, fresh, fresh herbs. Yeah. And kids can learn how to cook with them, which mm -hmm. gets them also interested in food and food preparation, especially when we're all locked down right now with the kids. Yeah, uh, you know they can choose. What do you? What does what mommy? What what should mommy put in this now? You know what herb yeah. do you think? And let them pick and choose, and they will develop a taste for these foods because of the herbs. So mm -hmm. I think that herbs are perfect for kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think um, you know we did have a little herb garden. Herb garden. Now that I think back, years ago when my youngest was probably three, so probably five years ago, and we did pretty good with that. We just had you know little pots that we kept in the kitchen. And we just, you know, kept kept at it, and um, it, you know, they all they all flourished and did well. So maybe I'm not as bad as I. <laughs> You're not as bad as I think. You know what? When you can get your kids to start too, is uh, kids love doing this. A pizza garden. Oh, what's and a pizza, pizza garden? garden you grow tomatoes, basil, and oregano. Okay, that's brilliant. I love it. You no, know, and so kids know. Wow, we're when this is all done, we're going to make pizza, right? Uh, so they stay that's very focused on it because of that. You know, yeah, they get a kick out of it. They're going to be making sure they water because what kid doesn't want to eat pizza, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Start a pizza garden outside with the kids. That is great. That is great. So, all right. So, Pat. So, any last recommendations or advice for people who want to bring more plants or greens into their life, you know, for that joyful, healthy, helpful feeling. Yep. Got a couple things. One is on your deck, not exactly in your house, but on your deck uh, is a, uh, a citrus plant. And this is one of my favorites. This is a Meyer lemon plant. That's beautiful. And can we grow those in the Northeast? You can grow them in the Northeast. You'll have to bring them in the house in the winter. Okay. You overwinter them in the house and then you take them back out in the spring after the last okay. frost. But you can grow successfully grow them. I've grown lime trees. You can you can do this. And I love the Meyer lemon one because Meyer lemons are different than um, your regular citrus lemons, the ones that we're used okay. to. Um, they have almost a floral flavor profile. It's a much oh. more gentle, not as citrusy, not as tangy just lovely floral mild so you know this has been this is one of those i've been wanting to to grow so now i'm growing this one and it's it looks beautiful. Like, isn't it gorgeous that green it is. color is stunning that, isn't it? 
that color is really pretty. It's almost like, I don't know, it's almost like a greenish yellow. It is, isn't it? And you will start getting um, lemons uh, in your first year. Really? It will wow. happen very, very quickly. Yeah, it really will. So uh, the other thing, let's see, that I would tell, oh, the one that, re again, really easy, and everybody tends to send this to people for gifts, and that's okay. the peace plant. Oh, the that's beautiful. Yeah. Isn't that beautiful? The peace plant is lovely. And it's another indestructible one. <laughs> you should, you can grow this one easily. The nice okay. thing about this one is that it has this lovely white bloom on it. Now, okay. the only thing, if you have allergies, you want to make sure you're not allergic to the blooms on this one, you know. Okay. But other than that, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful plant. But for people who are trying to do this for the first time, there, there are a couple of tips that I would give you. Okay. A few tips. Number one is make sure... Uh, you match the plant with your light conditions in your house. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you want to say, do I have a lot of sun? Do I have a lot of shade? You know, what's going on in my house? And that way, you know, to pick the plants. If you live in a house that has trees all around it, and you're not going to ever get any sun. Right. <laughs> you want to make sure you pick those low light plants that we talked Got about. It. You want to choose the right container for your plant. Uh, from a couple of perspectives, drainage, of course, is one of those things. You want to make sure you're getting good drainage. But, you know, when you're decorating a house, you also want to make sure those containers look pretty. And right. Really I know. Pretty. Yeah. And some yes. of those really pretty containers, they don't have drainage holes. That's exactly I right. I know. There are so many beautiful ones out now that I think people are really getting on to that. Antique shops and resell it shops are a great place to find big containers for your plant. Mm -hmm. And beautiful. Okay. You want to also use good quality potting soil. Okay. You don't want to go and dig up dirt out of your yard and bring okay. it and put it. House plants won't like that. Okay. They want they want soil that's friable. That is, you know, that water can just sort of run through. And what makes mm -hmm. that happen are the things that break up the soil. Some sand, uh, perlite, vermiculite. Those are the mm -hmm. things that create those little tunnels for the water to flow through. That keeps mm -hmm. that plant healthy. Uh, so and also can help hold moisture. So you don't mm -hmm. want to use, you know, soil from the ground because it could have clay in it, which would cake and, and really basically choke your plants. You want to mm -hmm. get a quality potting soil and you can find that at any big box store. Uh, you want to water properly, you know, learn what your, your plants want. Learn to stick your finger in that plant and see how mm -hmm. it's doing. Uh, you also want to fertilize and control for pest. Um, fertilization is so important because you're constantly watering that. So it's washing all the nutrients out all the okay. time. Whenever you water, you wa it's not like it's in the ground where the nutrients are collecting. Collecting, mm -hmm. You're washing that out every time you, you water because it's in a controlled environment. So you mm -hmm. want to do fertilizing. For instance, I have a gardenia plant on my deck. And you know what I fertilize it with? Coffee. Oh, wow. Coffee grounds because it likes acid. So I can mm -hmm. go buy acid. There's holly tone that you can buy. But coffee grounds are perfect. So when I tell my husband, when he finishes, he does those little pods that you fill with coffee. I said, yeah. dump it in the gardenia plant. <laughs> I learned from my grandmother, like you, your grandmother was a gardener. My, I learned from her to do eggshells. Okay. Uh, eggshells have calcium in them. They're, they're mm -hmm. just loaded with calcium. And roses especially love that because it gives them body and structure and strength. So grind, you can grind them up in a blender. I just crack them up and shove them in the soil and they work. Uh, wow. Make sure you're increasing humidity in your house to make okay. sure that plants that need humidity get it. That, that can even be putting a cold air humidifier in your house. So just you know, putting the plants in the bathroom and turning on the shower every now and then. Right. You mm -hmm. get the humidity. 
you want to watch out for drafts. Um, okay. You know, you don't from that could be from the window or from the heat register. Plants don't like right. sudden shocks. You right. know, you literally kill them. And then the last thing is you want to make sure you keep your plants clean. Yeah, they're not getting rained on. So you want to wipe them off. There are some mm -hmm. products on the market that will clean the plants, but you know what? You can just a cloth and warm water does it. Yeah. And while you're cleaning them, you're also looking for aphids and white flies and scale. You know, you're looking for those things that collect on plants. Mm -hmm. So keeping them clean matters because Nothing. You get aphids and white flies on the plant, it's going to suck all the life out of them. So you want to make sure you're always looking for pests and keeping them clean. If you follow all those rules, I promise you, Cheyenne. Well, this has been really good. And I love that you talk with me like a beginner, even though I know you are so, you have such deep knowledge, Pat. So I appreciate you kind of doing the 101 <laughs> plants at home amazing. with me. And um, letting me kind of re-explore this, you know, this area. And um, one last question for you. So what about, where do you like to buy your plants? So there are, I mean, there's online plant subscriptions now, you know, Home Depot, there's our local places. Do oh you God. have, I mean, do you kind of go all over? Do you have, did you find like one local spot that you love? You know what? Everywhere. I get plants okay. from everywhere. I'm just about to order some um, Blue Hill Salvia on Etsy right now. I found some at a price that I love. Uh, I bought them at home. I bought some things at Lowe's last week. My husband and I have driven as far as Long Island. Uh, wow. uh, yeah, on a day trip to bring back a carload of plants. Uh, <laughs> you know, I buy them where I find them. One of the things, and I, and I will tell you this, and this is not for house plants, but if you're doing a garden, there's there is one big piece of advice I will give everybody is do a master plan. Okay. It's one of the best things I ever did. I had to talk my husband into spending the money to do that because you have to work with somebody who really knows how to do that. But you right. want to develop a master plan for your garden. My master plan for our gardens, we developed it 20 years ago. Wow. And I'm still working the plan. <laughs> yeah, I think you mentioning know, this on social, you had revisited your master plan. I re that's exactly right. I revisit that yeah. plan and I'm looking for things. So it was really fun when we first started implementing the plan to look for those plants. So we mm -hmm. were in New Jersey, we were in New York, we were ordering trees from Kentucky. I mean, <laughs> you name it, yeah. I get them everywhere. You know, but the other place for plants is from friends. Yeah. You know, I have, we, friends and I, we, you know, other gardeners trade plants, you know, we share plants. I was on the other day because I'm working on a little hillside on the east side of my house uh, that has some erosion. And so I decided to cover it with ferns and hostas because it's totally shaded. And I went on uh, on Facebook and said, I'm looking for hosta. And like three or four people have said, come dig them up out of my house. I've got extras. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So that's, no, that's such a great point. That's what a great way to make friends and build relationships and enjoy your neighbors right so exactly and i love that you find that. that gardeners are the most sharing human beings in the world mm -hmm. they really have a great heart you know it's something about you know working the dirt as we as we call it digging yeah. in the dirt yeah. that is very very special it's it really is a reflection of life you know i have learned more lessons in my garden than anywhere. A garden will teach you about life. It is filled with joy 
it is filled with disappointments. <laughs> you know, a plant that you just knew would do well will just flop over and die, or it'll right. do well one day and the next day you're going, what happened? You right. Know, it has microclimates in it. So you think, oh, this is sunny. And then you realize, oh my gosh, there's some shade at the end of it from this tree that we just planted and it created a microclimate. And so what I thought was gonna do well, it's like in life, yeah. you know, like we talked about the mint. So whenever things are challenging to me, I go dig in the dirt mm -hmm. and I can find lessons all day long to sort of help sustain me and get me through to the next one. So I would encourage anyone. And, and that same thing goes for houseplants. I mean, those same challenges, happen for houseplants. And you will see as you start to create some houseplants. Um, I see, I think I see, is that a palm I'm looking at in the back of you, behind you? Oh, uh, this is like a little, I think it's just like a, some kind of little ivy, but yes, the, oh, the palm behind me, yes. Yes, that was a gift. So oh. I'm gonna cross your fingers. <laughs> there you, don't kill it, right? <laughs> cross your fingers. Gorgeous. But look how much, look at what it adds to that, to your, your already. Oh, I, I love it. I mean, I would have them in every corner. I would have them all around the house. I'm just scared. I'm going to kill everything. So I'm trying to, re, you know, I find so much joy in them. And I'm really just trying to, okay, how do I, baby steps here. If I can keep one alive, I can keep another one alive and keep another one. And I'll learn as I go. Yeah. And, you know, maybe this time the kids will help me, you know, I'm older and wiser and maybe we'll do it as a family. But well, I love what you said about returning to digging in the dirt and what we learned from that. And, and I mean, they just, they bring us a lot of joy. Greens bring really us a lot do. of joy. And yeah. plants like you to talk to them. They want okay. to talk to them. I'm serious. <laughs> And here's what it is. They're not hearing you. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> They're not hearing you, but they do. You know, studies have shown that they do respond to stimulation. Interesting. And so, you know, think about it. They reach toward the sun. Sure. They will reach. They will, they will, they will react to sound. They will react to pain. They react mm -hmm. to stimulation. So, mm -hmm. you know, if you're, when you're cleaning your plants, you know, play some music as you're cleaning Mm -hmm. you know, it's soothing for them and it's soothing for you. Right. So, yeah. so I think once you start connecting to your plants in that way, you mm -hmm. will see a whole different result. Absolutely. Well, we will leave the last <laughs> word with that, Pat. Thank you so much. If you have questions for Pat or comments, feel free to type those into the, uh, the comment section. Um, if you're watching this on replay, feel free to type those in there and we'll circle back to your to your questions and make sure we get those answered. Um, and Pat, one more time for those who would like to follow you and your uh, Master Gardener journey and your lifestyle show, where can people find you? You can find me at Living Well with Pat Nogar on Facebook and on Instagram and on Twitter under Pat Nogar on Saturday mornings at 11 o'clock Eastern Daylight Time now. I do a show called Saturday Mornings with Pat. You can connect through my Pat Nogar Facebook page. And we've got lots of people who show up for that. Uh, this Saturday morning, we are doing What's in My Fridge. How do you use all that food we've accumulated while we've been locked down to do something fun and interesting with? So it's going to be a really fun show. Great show. I love your show. I love all the episodes from cocktails to plants to flowers to baking to, oh my gosh, all kinds of uh, goodies you you bring us. So Thank you. We, I love covering it all. I love it. I love it. All right, Pat, thank you so much. Thanks, You're everyone, for watching. Uh, and uh, leave us your questions and comments.
Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.